Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What's up, family? We are Terrell and Jarius, the host of Let's, Let's Go, Go there, there, where we will, in fact, Go there every single week. Every Wednesday in this podcast, no topics are off limits for us. We will be pushing ourselves and you to see different perspectives, challenging what you think you know, and have fun all at the same time. So listen, I want you guys to go ahead and buckle up because going there is going to be the ride of your life. See you guys next week. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. As promised, as awaited, we have our auntie series beginning, and of course... The first auntie is my mom, Chitra Ramakrishna. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Anisha. I'm glad that I could be of help in your podcast. <laughs> I love how you think you're helping me. However, you are the most requested guest, to be no, honest. I always feel, even though you won't admit, that I have helped you a lot. You have. No. That's why I think <laughs> if anyone's going to kick off this segment, this auntie segment, it's going to be you. Because... A lot of people don't know that, yes, we have our funny banter, but my mom has, you know, pulled me from the ditches. She also pulls me down from the clouds. It's a two-way street with her. But my mom has really been a strong, positive impact in my life. And first, don't be in a ditch and don't be in the clouds. (laughs) Please settle in the middle what is it called? Troposphere? No, I forgot I even know, my Mom. science. Okay, See, darling. you're the English lit major. Okay, like, darling. I don't know what a troposphere is. Okay, forget it. Okay, let's move on. 
you can't control these aunties, guys. That's that's all I'm going to say. Like, I don't know where you came up with troposphere, but we're going to... I don't even know if that's right. I don't either. I don't I know forgot. what we're talking about right now. But before we begin to the actual segment, which is the fun part, a lot of you have called in for auntie advice and mom is going to give us, you know, her gems of wisdom. Before we dive into that, let's get into you your life, your upbringing, you know, everyone knows mine and how you raised me. But you were raised very differently from me. And a lot of people see your parents, my grandparents on the show, and they think, wow, how amazing. But they were very different parents. Well, let me put it in a nutshell by telling you that as grandparents, they're amazing. But as parents, they were totally different and very tough. And I've had a totally different upbringing from yours. So tell us about that. What was it like growing up in India? You were one of two, but your brother was in boarding school. So it was kind of just you. And you grew up in an upper middle class family, I'd say. However, grandpa values education and put you in a school with elites. So you were like the girl next door with glasses. You were kind of a nerd, but you had a personality. You still do. You always have. But you didn't have the things that the elites had. What was that like? I think, I don't know why, but I was just happy to be in that school. And I actually have the tendency or ability to absorb everything like a sponge. So all those experiences actually, I think, have made the person that I am today. I'm very happy, even in those days. I think I don't think too much about all this, like, oh, I was there, I lacked anything. I didn't think like that. I think, you know, I always thought, okay, how can I better myself? And I think because I've always had the ability to talk, which no one needs, you know, further introduction to, I think I pulled my own weight there because I just could communicate. And now what's your advice for people who are listening? You know, we live in this digital age where you're just looking at everyone on Instagram, everyone on social media is living this fabulous life. And not everyone has those same experiences or has the means. How do you just focus on yourself like you did and gain that confidence? It's hard. It's easier said than done. It's not innate. Well, first, let me say we didn't have this social media platform when I was growing up. So whatever I learned was through my own experiences and not based on other people. Because, you know, in school, you know, there's a structured life. So you don't get to interact so much either because, you know, you're studying and you have, you know, PE or whatever and you come home and then it's your parents. So I feel actually I feel the way social media is now that everyone seems to be having the most fabulous life, the best experiences in life and Looking at that, you feel your life is not that great. But I don't agree because I don't think everyone has a perfect life. In fact, no one has a perfect life. So I feel you should, you could be on social media because it is a great tool, say, to promote your business or for networking or to know what you're doing new with if it's your business, you know, again. But I would not base what I have in material terms or how I look, or, you know, my confidence or anything based on social media. It has a lot of pros too, but a lot of cons. I would say work on yourself, 
with knowing the tools that you have by yourself. Like, you know, you should know what are your strengths and your weaknesses. And for those that don't know, you know, you've had three children and we've all had our, you know, moments where we've been lost and you've noticed that as a mother and you've been there for us. What do you want to tell people who are listening that may not know what their strengths are? How do you find out? Okay, first, I think I've always been very grateful. I may sound like the cliche or whatever you say. I'm very happy that I have healthy children because I don't know why. I have my fears too. So every time I was going to have a child, it sounds like as if I had 100, but you know, each time I would just pray that I had a healthy child. It's very important. And I also never... I wanted you all to do well in education. I think I tried to discipline you all, but I never told you like you have to be in Ivy League. You have to do this. You have because I think that puts a lot of pressure. And while growing up, I saw that each of my child is different. Maybe I didn't understand you totally because I was young, too. But I think because of all that, you have evolved. All of you have evolved in your own way and realized what you really are good at. So I would say that you really have to take a deep look into yourself and think really hard, like, what are you good at? What do you like? What do you have a passion for? And, and if you know that, then, you know, nothing can stop you because you will do very well when you really like doing something or, you know, you have a passion. I think that's the key to try different things and see what you what enjoy you the enjoy, most. And yes. that's what will bring you success. Now, speaking of passions, a lot of people don't know that you were, you know, a champion in debates. Mm -hmm. You did want to be a flight attendant, which back then was very prestigious. And you had all these. Oh, no, this was when I was a teenager, which was shot down very fast. The idea by my father and mother. So I want to get into that. You had dreams of a big career, except in those days, you know, it was like, okay, have a career, but get married. So what did you do? You listened to your dad. I would say the flight attendant phase was actually only when I was about 12 or 13 because I thought it was glamorous. But, you know, I really wanted to be a journalist. And, you know, when in India, when I reached the age, as they say, of a marriageable age, because in those days they had an age. Now there's no age, you know, to get married. There's no right time. And that time, uh, my father and my mother actually explained to me Like I could always do this after I got married and I would get, you know, I get such, I am getting such great proposals. These may not come later because I didn't have a boyfriend or anything. So, you know, listening to their argument because they can be very convincing. Especially when everyone else is doing it, right? You didn't have time to think. You didn't have all these options. You just did it. You just got married. No, I was not also of such a strong-willed character. You know, I didn't. I think I didn't have the desire to be a journalist. It was not such a big passion because if it was, I would have pursued it. I don't blame anyone. So I did get married because my parents explained to me. And as you said, all my friends, I was attending weddings and I have no regrets. And I appreciate your honesty. The passion wasn't great enough for you to push into that. I don't blame anyone for anything in my life. And then you met dad. And as everyone knows, you know, arranged marriage, you met through, you know, dad's sister who happened to know your parents who lived in the same neighborhood. Basically, you met a few times and then you just got married. Yeah, I met him about three to four times. 
And I think I lucked out because I'm still there with him, yeah. you know. I think you did. I think you guys are a great couple. And what I've seen to the listeners, seeing my parents, you know, I have seen the ups and downs, but they've always been together. Yes. And let me tell you, like, as a woman, I have worked very hard to, you know, make it work also. And, you know, he's worked equally hard. But I think as a woman, you have to make that extra mile, I feel, you know. And I mean, it worked out and there was nothing that drastically wrong, you know, either that I struggled or, you know, I didn't have any problems like that. I think people have this idea of you that you're this glamazon woman and, you know, you don't do anything and you don't know how to cook. My mom cooks every day. My mom has basically taken care of us our entire lives because my dad traveled most of our lives. And you know how to do it all. So how do you know how to do it all? Well, it's not easy. But the thing is, first, I don't like to be told that I don't know to do something because if you are bright and intelligent, then you feel it's not that hard. And I didn't do it just for some stranger. I did it for my family, you know. And then regarding this appearance, I always feel that you have to put your best foot forward. In my case, I like to get dressed up and ready because I feel that first impressions are always the first impressions. You don't get a second chance no, to it. make a first it's impression. the only impression. Yeah, that's the only impression. So... I feel I'm also giving respect to the other person. Like, you know, I took the trouble to get ready. You know, I don't, I won't show up in, say, slippers and yawn and have, gr- what, what do you call that thing in the eyes? You like, oh, gross. The gunk crusty. or whatever. Yeah, it's crusty. It's so funny because my mom and dad are so put together and then they have these, like, hobo kids who do clean up well, but my mother, since childhood, you know, we'd come home from school and she'd say, okay, shower from your uniform and, like, change your clothes and, Dressing up has just always been a thing in our house and looking clean and presentable. Uh, when I say like shower and change, those are all hygiene. hygiene yeah. But I never want you all to wear, okay, party clothes at home and eat lunch, okay? <laughs> you know, what I mean is yeah. just be clean and, you know, have your hair like, you know, in a ponytail, whatever, you know, and look neat before you come to eat. You don't look all sweaty and messy because that carries on forward in your later lives. Correct. And I think, Basically, you are an example of just someone that has it all. But what I want people to know is it it takes a lot of effort. Oh, I am not someone Mom who had it. Mom wakes up like at five, four in the morning. Yes, I. it's not handed to me on a plate and whatever. You like, know, you grew up with acne. We all did. Yes, yes. Like everybody I've had else. acne and uh, I have, even now I wear glasses and uh you know, you watch I, what you eat. I mean, it's a that's because job. I love food and I love clothes and being a woman is so hard enough. So I feel like, you know, why not enjoy the privileges of being a woman by taking care of yourself? I love that. I love that whole attitude. And thank you so much for giving us a little bit about yourself. I know she's really busy, guys. I literally have five minutes left with her, but I want to jump into these questions. Sure. We need the auntie advice. Okay. And here is question number one. Do men like bitches? And just like with the girls, it's the same. Nice guys finish last. Do nice girls finish last? 
And if that is the truth, um, what is the level of bitchiness that is the right level? When is it too much bitchiness? And is it ever too much bitchiness? Is there a, is there a limit? Because I can be bitch to the oomph power, but I um, reel it in because I don't want to hurt no one. So my question really is, what's the where's that fine line? <laughs> Such a good question. I love this question because I have the same question. I'm not a toxic bitch. Having said that, do men like bitches? And if so, why and to what extent? What do you do? What do you do, mom? Do men like bitches? Okay, let me put it first that most men are like overgrown babies, okay? And it also depends at what age you're looking at men. If they are, say, young, like, say, from 25 to 30, they definitely do not like bitches, okay? If they are more mature also, I just feel a man wants to feel loved and that somebody is with him because for him and not for any other reason. So you have to strike the right balance by not being a pushover. You can't be a pushover and say yes, yes to everything. Then they walk all over you. At the same time, you have to have a good opinion about yourself and be able to argue, but not to the point where you are stomping your feet or, you know, thumping your hand on a table. It has to be very dignified because they don't like scenes because that scares them away. So you have to have your opinion, but in a way that makes sense without losing your cool. So they do like, they want everything. Remember, everyone wants everything. So a man wants, you know, somebody who is, who looks good, takes care, is educated, and yet make him feel very loved, wanted. It's a tough act, okay? But you have to strike a balance, not lose your identity in that process, maintain it, yet respect him and make him respect you. And I also think a solid, mature, stable guy does not want a bitch. Everyone just wants someone that's kind. And also, you know, being a pushover is a turnoff. So just be yourself. Be yourself. And I don't like, as you know, the term bitch. So I really, I myself, I wouldn't like a friend who is a bitch? You know what exactly. I'm trying to say? So because why would I'm you a want woman. To be in a yes. Relationship with yes. One. I would not like to be in a relationship with anyone who treats me badly. And I would also respect the other person's opinions and listen. Yes. So I it's feel a it's, a, yeah, it's a give and take, you know? Love that. And on to our next question, which I love. Hi, Anish. Uh, so my question is for the aunties. Um, so I wanted to know if the aunties thought that living together before getting married was a good idea or not. Um, it's pretty much the norm now where I feel like most couples do live together. Um, but the auntie generation and our parents' generation didn't live together and you know, still have had successful marriages. So I just wanted to get the aunties' take on you know, whether they thought that that was a good idea or not. Thanks. Looking forward to hearing the answer. What are your thoughts on living together before tying the knot? Okay. I know that it's the accepted norm nowadays to live together, to get to know the person. The only flaw I see in this is if you live together for too long, you get comfortable and you just drift like that and you don't 
do make a commitment or the other person wants to make doesn't does not want to make a commitment and they tell you why do you want to get married when everything is fine we don't need a paper we don't need this you know there are many arguments so i feel you always have to have a time frame like okay we live together for x amount like you know depends on you and if we feel it's not working out then we move on we don't live together but you just cannot live together you know say for about 4 years and 5 years and you know because then you just get too comfortable and you don't move on to the next stage as i sit here and my mom's like looking at me because this is uh hits home this is from personal experience which is quite comical but there you have it and i absolutely am obsessed with the next question because it's a loaded question it's like one big question with like baby questions here you go for the aunties number 1 i want to know why i push guys away number 2 i want to know why do i attract the same toxic men number 3 i want to know do i have to pick why do i have to pick over marriage and having kids or napping and staying in bed because those are my real real concerns and i'm afraid that if i get married i'm not going to be able to nap anymore and have time for myself so what's the balance there please i have those same exact questions so please help me because i i'm not really familiar with one and two cuz i try to attract like the right guy and i'm not toxic and all of that however i am concerned in my personal life with number 3 but we'll get to that which is you know why do you have to choose between marriage and taking care of your family versus like relaxing and napping that's a concern of mine but let's d- dive right in why does she push guys away well you have to really look into it as to what is it that you're doing that you're pushing guys away because you know if you're making the effort and you're being nice and you know you're doing everything right then you should not be pushing the guys away so there is something that you're doing either you're too eager or you're not putting enough attention and you look bored you know this is a question which depends on the individual actually to answer that's true because it depends on each you know everyone is different how they treat a date or when they meet someone so you have to see or you have to break whatever you're doing and do something different you know because i cannot answer for you as to what you're doing wrong because i really don't know what you do when you go on a date and it sounds like there's already a pattern here because your first question was why do you push guys away and then your second question was why do you attract toxic guys so toxic guys are going to push you away and you're going to push them away because it's all toxic so you're attracted right now to toxicity so let me say that you are not a toxic person then because you're pushing away toxic guys which is good for you in the long run so you're basically meeting the wrong kind of people yes or also you have a pattern maybe you're attracted to the same type of people who you say are toxic so maybe you should get out of your comfort zone and try to meet someone who's totally opposite of what you're really looking for to see if there's a different reaction love that and now finally and most concerning of all right now in my case how are you we all supposed to get married and you know we're all millennials boomer i know what you think 
but we're all millennials. We're tired. We don't own our homes fully yet. Some of us don't have children. Some of us don't even have a husband yet or a family or a partner. How do we even comprehend managing a home, getting married, taking care of a family when we're so used to just napping, as she said? Yes, that's the whole problem. You're just used to be napping. And the thing is, you have the luxury of napping, as you say, because I feel you all give so much thought about what to do when you get married or what to do when you have kids that your brain is already tired thinking of all the what to do possibilities. Whereas if you just move with each step into each phase of your life and not give it so much thought as the so-called millennials do, then you know you all will progress faster and be happier. It's just that you are very worried about the outcome of each situation or phase in your life. And that stops you from making a commitment because you're so tired thinking that you go and nap. I love love this. It's Overthinkers Anonymous, basically. And that's the problem. It's stop thinking and just do, which is easier said than done. But it's something I'm trying to implement. Oh, no. If you're smart, it's easy to do it. Because what can go wrong? Listen, people say there's a saying you only live uh, once. But to me, no, you only die once. I love that. So you know what you have to do? You have to live, experience and take action and then deal, you know. And, you know, if you're smart, you won't make the wrong decisions. Even though smart people sometimes, you know, we are all human, do it. So instead of thinking, how are we going to do this? How are we going to take care? You have the luxury of thinking like that. Instead, act on it and see. Make the right decision and try to do your best. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I know you are about to escape and you're going to go do your boss woman things. What is your advice or a message you want to leave to the listeners who love and adore you? First, I'm very grateful that they love and adore me, if you say so, because I really like interacting with people and I love, I think, almost everyone, you know. You know, unconditionally. And my advice is go into everything that you're doing without too much expectation. Do it right. Do it well. And do it rationally. And then wait for the outcome. If you start thinking of outcome and worrying and this, you'll never get to the act. So I feel whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly and with passion. And all of you are going to be happy. Trust me. Thank you so much. I love you, mom. I love you, darling. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Bye.